Welcome to the Spa Speakers podcast, an intermittent podcast that explores the creaky doors and meanderings and wanderings and musings and philosophies of Spa Speakers Toastmasters Club. Welcome. Well, fellow Toastmasters, I'm here with Andy Dixon, our Sergeant at Arms, and today we're going to talk about the icebreaker. Uh, for many of, of you, you will have all undertaken the perilous journey of the icebreaker. And for some of you, you are about to embark upon the icebreaker. And today we're going to explore what is the icebreaker and look at some of the tips and techniques on mastering the icebreaker. Hello, Andy. Hello, Sunny. Good evening. Good evening. Happy to be here. Today we're in the echoey upper chambers, the lofts of Café Rouge. And this episode has not been sponsored by Café Rouge, I hasten to add. Well, it might have been. It uh, got that free drink, didn't you? Right. Well, the icebreaker. Do you remember your icebreaker, Andy? I do. It was back in, I believe it's 2011. So it's going back a bit. But I still clearly remember doing it. And it was incredibly nerve-wracking. It involved a lot of shuffling of papers and I was reading from word for word off the, off the sheet, but I did it and I, it, for me it was the first step, it was that first kind of courageous step to, you know, to, I propelled myself forward and um, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Well, as am I, as is sparse speakers, I mean, look where you've come from, you're now, you're heading towards Kalani to the, the District 71 finals of the Human mm. Speech Contest. So we can see within those years your arc of development from the starting point of mm. reading notes to now becoming a phenomenal Toastmaster public speaker. Oh, wow. Thank you, Sonia. It um, feels really good to hear that. And I think the biggest, in a way, the more nervous you are before doing an icebreaker, in a way... It, you've got the most to gain there's the biggest rewards for the harder it is the, the bigger the rewards moving forward because there's so much room for progression mm. and uh, I think that the, for, for anyone approaching an icebreaker there'll be different levels of existing ability and practice and, and you know, w- with public speaking and, um, but I think everyone, everyone can do it um, We've got four minutes, is it minimum? Is uh, time up to s- five? Five minutes is it's yeah. a typical icebreaker yeah, length for yeah. a part of level one speech. Yes. Yeah. Are we saying then the nerves are actually a are a positive in the icebreaker? That in in well, I think for any speech, it helps have the nerves to um, to give a, a level of energy to. Um, Know, to want to be there to, to do your best and but in, in terms of you know some people think oh they might see a, a, a colleague who's doing their icebreaker and they're very very comfortable doing it um, whereas another person might feel incredibly nervous really be fearful about doing it but I'm saying that person the fearful person will have more in the long run to to gain in terms of contrast of development so um, it should be seen as a really positive thing to do and you know, before doing it, just 
it's important to make sure you've got a, a feel of the club and had some opportunities to do other roles like perhaps the sergeant at arms the um, you could do the the timekeeper role grammarian role you know to, to just get used to being on um, on the stage and and speaking out and yeah and then and then take that step to take that plunge it um, yeah and in some ways i wonder whether nerves are an indicator of skin in the game uh, an indicator of of a toastmaster in the foothills of their journey of developing their craft mm. saying to themselves saying inwardly that I care about this speech. Mm. I want to impress, I want to make this speech give, resonate and connect with the audience. I'd almost be worried if there were no nerves. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, it's a good sign, I think. Um, but you say it's not a sign of, there's not that complacency there. It shows a, a desire and that desire is, um, will keep the person moving in the right direction, I think. And, and in a way, um, I had some advice, I've heard advice from um, the experienced Toastmaster David Thompson. He said just, really, you can't go wrong. You've just got to do it. You've got to be up there. Really, as long as you're talking about yourself mm. for that length of time, you have achieved it. That is a huge tick. And, um, you know, you, you can think about you know, areas you want to, to work on and achieve. But the main thing is you, just, you stand up, you speak about yourself for four or five minutes, and that is the, the goal. And, you know, that is the number one thing. And you, in a way, you can forget about any other benefits you get from um, doing it and, and things you want to practice. So, uh, yeah, just, just to do it, just to go out there, feel it, feel it, um, experience it. And then that's a foundation, isn't it? To, to, to progress from A to B, from the start of the speech, to a conclusion mm. and, and you're right in, in, in many ways if we think about some of the the advanced projects that you we would find on level two level three level four mm. level five pathways or some of the old legacy projects that we would find in the advanced manuals where they focus on particular aspects of speech craft mm. be it tone be it pacing be it tempo all of that is in some ways superfluous in the framework of an icebreaker. The icebreaker, there's a purity of, of, mm. of an a, a objective in the icebreaker where it is merely to talk. Yes. It doesn't yeah. matter what the words yeah. are, but just yeah. to talk, to enunciate, to speak, yeah. to be on the stage, to begin to learn some of the feelings and gravitas to own the room. Mm. It's yeah. the start of yeah. the journey. Yeah, and it's, like you say, it's the foothills, isn't it? It's the getting the sense of the, the temperature and, the, and the, the climate and the landscape from that position. And yes, there are, it is a, an important, I think, opportunity to, to share something about yourself. And I, I really like icebreakers, which are, you know, have a little bit of personal and you get to know someone a little bit. They're about an aspect of the life or ideally a few different aspects you know limited time though so you know two or three different parts of their life um i i prefer icebreakers like that so you you come away and you're 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 left curious about that person you, you know a little bit about them you might want to ask them a few questions so 
I think the person you know should be mindful of only share what they're prepared to perhaps talk about further because people will show interest in you for doing it and uh, yeah you know don't show anything you're not comfortable to to have a follow-up conversation about I would say mm. good advice it's um, in some ways the icebreaker is the sparks of a an extended conversation yeah 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 because you, you you know assuming that person's quite new to the club and new to spa speakers and yeah we, we want to you know, we, we want to know more so it's a, a, a chance to share that and I wonder if there's something cathartic about the icebreaker if we think about our everyday lives mm. how often do we have the opportunity are we afforded the opportunity to speak about ourselves mm. yeah not, not, we're not in that way do we we don't get a chance to just give a brief summary of ourselves and important aspects of ourselves and you're right it, it isn't um, yeah a, a rare thing we can do and really pick out what most what's most important and what we want people to know about us and um, yeah it's... I, I, I tried that with my dog but <laughs> I found it was a bit of a monologue it wasn't, wasn't a two way conversation oh. No barking. Um, no barking. No, no uh, wagging tails. Uh. There, was a, there, there were a few uh, doggy butchers oh. in there. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I think going back to the idea of that catharsis, a, a sense of therapy, I'm, I'm mindful of some of the amazing icebreakers where we have seen great courage and vulnerability. Mm. People yeah. willing to put out into the public domain their... Yes, difficulties that they've mm. faced over their lives that, uh, to expose some of the shrapnel that they yes. have acquired yeah. through life mm. going through tragic events or uh, acts of great um, valour and courage mm. but, but you're right the icebreaker you, you could control the barometer of yeah. the gauge of what, how much you want to divulge yes. and how much you want to contain Yes, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Just, just for your own um, well-being, um, but also, you know, for those around. Because if you're fairly new, you might not know those in the in the room, and you know how they respond, or um, you know. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's, it's worth um, weighing up what you choose to 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 share. But it, yeah, it's it's uh, what we find is. I would say, talking on behalf of most people in the club, we really ex, ex, give people really extra warm um, reception for doing their icebreaker because we recognise it's that stepping point and it's that, um, yeah, it, it's that beginning point of their journey uh, with spa speakers and we really want the best for them and everyone is behind them and you know, hopefully that person standing up there can look around the room and see that reflected back. But, that there's that positive atmosphere for them. Um, it's an exciting time, isn't it? It's like the anticipation that begins mm. at the start of the holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the all that packing and that you know it could be frantic, it could be um, excitement and uh, yeah, a bit of rushing around and you know worried about how it's going to go, but. You know, once you're there, you're there. Yeah. Um, once you're on, once you're on that easy jet, jet. <laughs>
I know this episode has not been sponsored by EasyJet. <laughs> it's, it's all exciting. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you unusually, I mean, you, me- you mentioned that you or Iceberg was in 2011. Oh. Now, that wasn't with us, was it? No, no that, that was with them. Um, I, I started with a, a club called Meridian Speakers hmm. back in, I think it was 2011, um, if I get it right. Uh, I have to check it, but yeah, 2011, and so I did an icebreaker there. I did, a, um, I think, three speeches with this club, and then I had a long break from Toastmasters, sort of family circumstances, moving around, and eventually came back to it. And when I came back to spa speakers, it felt appropriate to do my icebreaker again, and I started Pathways, and so I got the opportunity to, um, yeah, give, give my own... Um, well, actually, I gave two icebreakers at Sparks because I did one on the old pathway and then I did one, um, well, with the old manuals and then one with the new one. So I've, I've really had three opportunities, more than most people get, to do icebreakers. So. You've had just sh- cake and <laughs> to, 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 yeah. 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 three helpers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how you compare the experience of those three icebreakers. Yeah. Uh, well, did, the, did the yeah. nerves ever disappear? With well, the, I, I had the nerves for all. The, the, the first one, thinking back, I, I was really just re- yeah, I was reading from the notes and I got through it and it, it felt an achievement to do that. Um, I had much more control when I came back to Spa Speakers. I was able to use cards to do it, I believe. And the, yeah, there was more, probably more structure to my speech, a bit more control over that. And then when I did the Pathways one, I, I, I felt people already know me enough, so I, I just gave a deeper aspect of my life, and I believe that when I um, entitled Tsunami Swimmer, which was my last of, of my three icebreakers, <laughs> and um, so that was, uh, that, that was, um, a, yeah, quite a vulnerable speech, but I felt prepared to do it, and I felt people knew me well enough to receive it. Yeah, and it, uh, it's interesting to see how many of our speakers have started off reading notes. You talk about your very first icebreaker, mm. reading word for word verbatim yeah. notes. Yeah. Thinking to Adam, you're reading your word for word right. yeah. the script. And, and, and look, free of notes, both liberated, both yeah. you know, amazing examples of, of speakers in, in our club. Oh, thanks, Sonny. So we're going to have a little break now, mm. commercial break. And we're going to come back afterwards and talk more about the mechanics of the icebreaker, looking crucially at how Toastmasters International views the icebreaker and looking at some tips, techniques and strategies to help you put together your icebreaker. Time for a commercial break now. Hello, Spa Speakers members. Welcome back after the commercial break. Hope you're all tanked up on your caffeine and on to part two of the episode. Well, change of the guard. Andy Dixon has fled. No, well, she's actually left. And David Thompson has now stepped in to uh, give us some insight into tips and techniques on how to uh, put together your icebreaker speech. David, hello, David. Hello, Sonny. So I think the first thing to say is there's nothing wrong with repetition. In fact, I would recommend some repetition. So if you've already heard these tips or techniques, 
it's because they're useful and important. I think the first thing to remember is you cannot make a mistake with an icebreaker because it's about sharing some insights into your life and your life will be different from anyone else in the audience. It is useful to try and shape what your thoughts are. Uh, some people divide it up into their past, present and future. So episodes, examples, stories from their past and then some stories from their, their present, what's going on in their life at the moment and, and what's led them to, to join the, the Toastmasters Club. And then perhaps the largest part or perhaps the smallest part of the icebreaker is uh, your future, what you hope for, what you plan for, what might possibly, possibly occur in the future. Um, and I think it's always useful to incline this towards your hopes and fears and experience of speaking to an audience because that will appeal to your listeners. So perhaps, like many of us, you're terrified of public speaking and this is your first chance to experiment in a safe environment. In a few cases, you may be used to speaking in public but have never had any feedback and this is your first chance to, to learn from the feedback. You might also just comment on your first impressions of coming to the club and why you're daring to make your icebreaker now. So past, present and future may be one structure to, to follow. Another could be um, your family, that may be the kids you have or siblings you have or your parents. So some aspect of, of your family, uh, then some aspects of your work, not too many because you, you may well come back to this in, in future speeches. So again, be careful to save things for your future speeches. So family, work and your interests, and you may be fascinated by aspects of botany or elephants in South Africa or um, the building of railways. And again, just give people a hint so that they will come back to you and ask, oh, George, so can you tell me more about your experience of railways or you know, why frogs croak so loudly? And then you can think, ah, well, I could choose that for my second speech all about the croaking of frogs or the running of railways. So there we are. It could be aspects of your family, aspects of your work, and perhaps your work fascinates you and you want to talk more about how you enjoy your work, but you've got an awful manager or you are a manager and you would like your team to react even better. Um, and particularly your interests. So your interests 
uh, may be intriguing, you may think they would appeal to people in the audience, but just a little touch of them because you'll want to talk more about them in future speeches. Mm. So, uh, so di di diff different ways of structuring an, an, an icebreaker. Mm. So effectively what we're looking at is two different formats of structure. Mm. One chronological, mm -hmm. and that gives us an automatic start, middle and end. Yeah. And then the other would be a thematic approach, where mm -hmm. possibly a member would focus on one particular theme. Mm. And I was thinking about some of our speakers, and in particular I was thinking about Adam and how... So was I. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and, and how is his icebreaker... He mentioned, disclosed his lifelong interest in rowing, and then subsequent series of speeches afterwards picked up that theme, and he continued to run, no pun intended, with that that theme of of exercise and and rowing and dedication and discipline, yes. taking that idea and then expanding it, and widening it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Into mentoring and um, into sports science. So effectively, what we saw with his icebreaker was it was in a, in a fashion, a chapter list, a, a mm -hmm. menu of, well, here are my main topics. Yeah. Now, literally, we know at the time was that yeah. he would then go and expand on those topics yeah. at, a, yeah. at a later stage. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, you, you, you're right. Uh, no, it was an unusual icebreaker. Um, but then Adam, being Adam, managed then to stretch it into different areas that were related to his fascination with, with rowing. And, uh, um, so the important thing is people have different styles, different ways, but the main thing is, is to have a go. Mm -hmm. And uh, five minutes can go quite quickly, so my advice would be to not just to write it but to write it in a form that you can speak it and then practice speaking it aloud um, it, with your mentor if you if we already have a mentor and or others that you trust or even in the shower or in uh, the garden and just physically practice it aloud and see whether it does last something like five minutes and whether you feel comfortable speaking it, because speaking it to an audience is, is a little like a sport. It's like a, like a sport. You need to physically do it. You can be a great football supporter, but you know why not play some football, particularly if you're young enough to do it, um, and, and just have a go. And with our clubs, you know, that you cannot make a mistake everyone is on your side and they'll be fascinated so just have a go yeah it's very much i think a conversation starter absolutely a point at which where a member begins to develop mm. rapport with the mm. community of the, the club yeah and i'm struck by in some ways how the icebreaker is quite a liberating activity if we look mm. at our subsequent speech projects yeah. on, on pathways, yeah. they're all attached to some form of specific objective, you know, yeah. some specific project. You know, yeah. Describe your experience with being mentored or describe yeah. your particular style of leadership. Yeah. In some ways, the icebreaker, there is free reign Absolutely. to dictate the content of 
the speech. And what I would certainly want to recommend to all of our members is a speaker delivering their icebreaker has the liberty to decide to what extent they wish to disclose material, that they are in control, that they can tell as much or as little about their their lives as they should so wish. And, and Sonia, I'd like to pick up on one word. You mentioned the key word conversation, and this is a conversation. Okay, the, the listeners are rather quiet for five minutes, but that's actually quite good because they're listening. Um, <laughs> captive audience. Yeah, captive audience. How often do we have captive audience? But it, but essentially, it's a conversation. It's not like, you know, completing a, a university dissertation or essay. And I've read quite a few speeches that people have prepared, and they read like the kind of university essay mm. um, or sixth form essay. I wish I had prepared. But they're not a piece of conversation. They're not short sentences. There isn't a clear and memorable plan. And there isn't the openings afterwards to uh, lead to a discussion, a, a conversation. Mm. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's great fun and a, a real liberator, as you say. And uh, you can't make a mistake. Yeah, true. Mm. It's a safe place to, to talk at length and mm. to look at engaging in a dialogue rather than a monologue and yeah in many ways there are no benchmarks no constricting boundaries and a chance to to express yourself Um, before we go i think one sort of tip i was thinking about earlier when you talked about the idea of rehearsing i think rehearsing is very much Mm. paramount and of great importance to all speeches and I wonder whether in particular it has an added value for the icebreaker and I was thinking of the idea of, of storyboarding that possibly that, that would give uh, members embarking upon their their icebreaker some sort of spatial visual idea of, of where yeah. their icebreaker is going yeah, yeah. No, and I think you know it, it means that you know, if you can't quite remember where you are, then if you've got a reminder of a few key words or a particular picture, then that can get you back on track. Um, and actually, nobody will know if you can't quite remember what you plan to say. <laughs> True enough, yeah. You know, we all sometimes tell stories where we embroider what happened in our lives. Um, And so it's okay to do that in in an icebreaker speech. And the the great thing is we get some feedback. We get the formal, you know, public speak, uh, speak, I can't speak now, feedback. And we also get from our members feedback. And that is unlike almost anything else in life. You know, we might get a boss who tells us what to do or tells us what he or she thinks. We might get a parent who tells us, well, you know, you should have done that. And why didn't you do that? But, you know, in in our Toastmasters clubs, we get some genuine supportive feedback. 
um, yeah, nurturing view by absolutely and I think it's important to recognize the icebreaker is merely the beginning of a Toastmasters journey absolutely. if we were to compare it to the idea of say running a marathon think of this as getting off the couch and doing maybe possibly a lap around the block yeah and in time through practice and through further evaluations through strong and supportive robust mentoring that pace and technique will develop in due course in all in good time yeah so coming to the close of today's podcast what we looked at is the icebreaker and in summary the icebreaker we would we would assess the icebreaker as a conversation starter a dialogue a chance for a speaker to be creative and expressive and a chance just to have fun yeah absolutely yes indeed amen to that so more resources on how to tackle your icebreaker found on the toastmasters international website also checking with your mentor and of course check our spa speakers blog and newsletters tips techniques that you will find there as well with that goodbye Excellent.